Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. to the 254th episode of the Stone Cold Silver podcast. Um, I think we'll just keep going with the trip. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's. I mean, I was hoping to get these stories a couple of weeks ago from you. It's been a little bit since we've recorded, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad to finally get the rest because I these are all new to me too. Like you haven't really told me much about what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So why don't we do it? Um, I guess I forget really where we left off in the story if we... Do you remember if I told you about what it was like to take the train from London to Paris? You did because you mentioned that that was technically part of the trip because, you know, you left from London. So I don't remember exactly if you finished the entire story of the train, to be honest. But okay, I say so, just start off wherever feels comfortable for you, especially since for the listeners, it would have been a week since they've listened to it, too. Mm-hmm. Well, we got on the uh, the train and what was cool was... The there was security and customs because you're going from a Shenzhen uh, from a non Shenzhen to a Shenzhen country I think and you know you get your stamps and whatnot and it's really cool uh, security allows you to bring up as much liquid as you want it's like the it's kind of like what airport security should be like we're waiting for our train we get on the train there's like assigned seats there's like crazy leg room and then we're off and you know we we bought some sandwiches beforehand just because we wanted to eat on the train and. We watched a documentary on uh, that, like, crazy dome in uh, Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. Like, the super tomb or something, something like that. Yep. Um, and then I decided to take a nap because it had been a long day. And I wake up, and Carolyn's still watching, I think, Jane the Virgin at this point. And okay. we, we find out that our train has stopped. And we're about 30 minutes outside of the city, but you know, the train stopped for a little bit. I go back to sleep. I figured, you know, I'll wake up again and we'll be moving. Wake up again later and the train's still not moving. And we find out that there was a death on the uh, on the track. And what was crazy about that was how forward they were with it. They're like, oh, by the way, some dude ate it on the track. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna <laughs> to get a cleaning crew. The way you said it is funny. <laughs> yeah, right. Somebody ate it on the track. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so what they ended up doing was... We were just sitting outside for like two and a half hours, and originally we were taking one train, but when we got to the station, they allowed us to get on earlier trains, so we were thinking, oh man, we're going to be able to go out and you know, get dinner and whatnot, and we ended up getting to the uh, Gare du Nord in Paris like way later. We're talking like past midnight. Wow. Yeah. So we were thinking like 9, 9.30, get there, go out, get dinner, you know, all that jazz. Um... And when we get there, we had to go to a hostel to pick up our keys because the owner of the Airbnb had, like, some relationship with the hostel. They have a lockbox. You give them the code. They input the code. You get the key. Well, this is also one of the big party hostels. So we get there, and there's, like, a bar next door. It's, like, crazy loud. People are crazy drunk. And we're just, like, we are so exhausted. We just want to go to bed. I want to get out of here. Um... You know, picking up the keys was a bit of a situation, and it's like not the nicest part of town late at night. Um, we found that out when we left the hostel, turned the corner, and the hostel was like maybe like 
like a hundred yards, not even a hundred yards from like, it's on the op- opposite side of the block. Right. Okay. Um, so it's like the hostels on the South side of 10th street were on, or I'm sorry, they're on the North side of 10th street. We're on the South side of 11th street. You know, you just got to like walk around and get to the other street. But on the corner, there was like some police bust. There was like three cars, three police cars, sirens going off, people against the wall getting handcuffed. And I'm just like, what, what is Jeez. happening? You know? Yeah. What did you just walk in on? Right. It's like, can we, can we just like run this all back and, and figure out where we went wrong? Um, but we get to the Airbnb. Uh, I was thinking, oh man, it's on the fifth story. I'm going to have to pick all the stuff up because, uh, Paris is like an older city. I'm not sure how many of these buildings have elevators, but we get there. There's an elevator. We get right there and the Airbnb is gorgeous. It's like, once you walk in, it's great space, dude. Um, Bathroom had a bid, uh, had one of those like Japanese toilets uh, with a bidet. Oh, right, Everything yeah. we sat down, the seat was warm. And I was like, okay, we ended this right. Um, but, so what we ended up doing was we, you know, we went to bed, we woke up, and then we figured out the Paris metro system. Uh, we took that to this like up and not up and coming, but this like this like hot bakery that's like doing cool shit. I don't know what they're doing, but we we got breakfast there, and then from there we walked to Notre Dame. Um, unfortunately, Notre Dame after the fire is still not visible. Uh, yeah. You can't really get close to it. Uh, what was also interesting was the day before there was a terror, not a terrorist attack, but kind of a terrorist attack. Um, some dude had like stabbed and killed four police officers inside Jeez. the station. Jeez. Um, and that police station where the attack took place was actually right across the street from Notre Dame. So when I get there, I'm like, why is everyone in like a tactical vest with like assault rifles right and uh and carolyn's like this is making me nervous i'm like don't worry like you know you want to be where these people are because uh this is probably the safest part of town you know what i mean Mm. yeah if if like the density of armed police is this much we're we're gonna be fine so you know we, we found that out really quickly walked around we went from notre dame uh and then we saw the parthenon pantheon pantheon uh and then we walked through like this uh luxembourg i think it was like luxembourg gardens we walked through but then um we made our way to musee d'orsay which i realized on the walk over it used to be in the 19th century used to be a train station which i thought was really cool that makes sense so lane and i went there dude it's like it's like such a nice museum it is i really liked it a lot yeah uh, we saw a lot of uh, art artists that were like doing pointillism, which Carolyn really likes. We're also like really big fans of audio tours, like audio tour mm-hmm. guides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll plunk down like the five bucks or whatever, and then this way we're not like beholden to anyone like walking you through it. Um, we just look at, we walk around, we look at something, and we punch in the numbers, and we're set. Right, makes sense. Yeah, and so right after you know we saw the Musée d'Orsay, we were getting kind of hungry. And we saw this like cafe, like right outside it. And I was like, you know what? Why don't we just eat here? It might be a tourist trap, whatever. We'll like, we'll eat here. So we go inside. I'm like leaning on my high school level French and get us a table inside. We ordered uh, a croque madame and a croque monsieur and got some water. She got some wine. I think she got like some uh, some rosé or something. We're just sitting there. And what's, what's crazy is there's this one like... It's who seemed like a career server. This old dude running around like 
effortless not effortless but like his face looked like he was like mass stressed but like <laughs> always able to i think he was covering like 12 tables dude isn't, that, like, isn't con- that impressive yeah man just constantly running back and forth getting checks getting food getting this getting that and uh you know we i think we were just so easy because he 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 came down he he put us uh he put the menus down the second the next time he came over we knew exactly what we wanted we didn't bother him about nothing like we were the easiest table he had and as it got a little bit uh, slower and we were asking for the check you know i was sort of asking for the check in french and he brings a check of he brings a check over goes so where are y'all from we didn't say y'all he goes where are you guys from <laughs> Because if you said where y'all from, I'd be like, where? I was like, wait, what? You? You? Mother. But uh, I was like, oh, we're from New York. Goes, oh, I love New York. I've been there before. Um, what was crazy was this guy knew easily four languages. He knew French, English, he, uh, French, English. I heard him speaking German uh, to a table, and I think he also knew Spanish. So, like, that is superpower, dude, to be able to knock off, like, the four big languages. Yeah. That's that was kind of our experience in Paris as well. Actually, a lot of like not every server that we had, but there was some servers that we had that were very proficient in a variety of languages. And I guess it's 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 just one of the ways that they are able to stay employable and and just be good servers because they're able to speak with people who come in speaking French, of course, but people come in and speak in English or Spanish or Portuguese or anything. It's impressive. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely is impressive. Um, and then, you know, we paid on the way out. I said, hey, uh, as I was paying, and he was like taking the bill, I go, hey, man, I really appreciate you uh, suffering through my high school friends. He goes, oh, no worries. Um, on the way out, he goes, hey, come over here. <laughs> he brings me over to the bakery. And he goes, he took over, he took out two macaroons. He goes, here, one for you and one for your wife. Have a good day. And I go, hey, look at that. Look at that. And Carolyn did, did had never had a macaroon. <laughs> oh, nah, she hasn't? She, she hadn't had a macaroon yet. Oh, wow. Um, she didn't know if like her teeth could really bite into it because she didn't know how hard it was. Yeah. Um, but because they're so soft, right? Um, they're yep. almost like, it's like a, we were describing it. It's kind of like meringue, but like a softer meringue. Yeah, fair enough. It's like not as chalky, obviously, uh, as meringue can get. But, uh. It's Anyways. totally an overpriced dessert, though. Like, let's be real. You uh, walk in, yeah. so, walk in somewhere, drop like two euros for 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 one macaroon. Maybe it's yeah. one. I can't remember what it was. I would rather I would rather drop two euro for like like one of those pan au chocolat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those big fat, yeah. like just massive things with like chocolate inside. I was yeah. like, yeah, dude, with the chocolate. Oh, dude, that the French got breakfast down, especially they with pastries. Really do. They like, really, you get, you get, really, really, really do. I love Although, I love I love French breakfast. I will say this though, French breakfast is really not my cup of tea because everything's so sweet. I would have had to get too. like I, I ended up getting like three to four pastries a day for breakfast, just because it never <laughs> felt like I was like getting full. No, but yeah, like, I, I completely feel you on that one. Yeah, you I'm need, much you more like, of a savory breakfast guy. You need like French toast or pancakes to feel like you're getting full and not get completely gassed out by the sweetness of it. Because when you're eating three pastries, that's a lot of sugar and as much as I love sugar, that is too much. Like I, I can't, I can't deal with too much like pastry or, or like bakery style sweets because it just becomes too much. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, so 
yeah, after that, we walked over to the Eiffel Tower. And I think that was, we walked along the Seine. It was nice. We took our time. Uh, she saw the Eiffel Tower for the first time. And I think it was really exciting for her because she had always wanted to go. She never knew when she would go. And, you know, it was really nice to be able to, to share that experience with her. Uh, one of the rookie mistakes I made was I totally forgot that you needed to book tickets beforehand to go into the, the top of the loop. Mm. And so we're like waiting in line. And next thing you know, we're just like, dude, this is going to be like hours. And we don't know if you want to do this quite yet. Like just commit all this time. Yeah. So we ended up like walking uh, across the river to like that overlook area. Um, do you know what that place is called? I'm like pulling it up right now. I know exactly what you're talking about because Lane and I went there. We decided to not go up, but mm-hmm. I do not know the name of it. We got a couple of pictures of the Eiffel Tower from there. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up right now. Uh, it's called the, I think it's the Trocadero. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's the Trocadero. And unfortunately, uh, in the Jardin de Trocadero, like the fountain area below it, as you're looking off to the Eiffel Tower, there was like mad construction cranes. They were like building a stage or something. So there was no way to get like a nice photo. Like every photo we uh, took, there was like all these construction cranes. It's like, no, that's not really, that's not really the photo you want. That's disappointing. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, I think because we were already there, I was like, all right, let's go and see the Arc de Triomphe. And then we walked down the Champs-Élysées. Uh, which is really cool, uh, cause she gets to see like what you know Fifth Avenue looks like in Paris, and it's like way wider. Uh, what's it called? We ended up walking into a couple of nice stores. We one of the stores we walked into was uh the Disney store, uh, because her sister's a big fan of Disney, so we're like, oh, let's get her something that like you can't really get anywhere else. So we got her like. A stuffed Mickey Mouse doll, but like had a beret and like wore like the classic like French shirt. I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, I don't think you can get that in like America. Right. Uh, So we did that. Um, And then we ended up like making our way from there to this restaurant called Clown Bar. Clown Bar is this restaurant that used to be a place where people who worked in the circus would go and congregate after uh their show it was a pretty dope recommendation that my sister gave uh one of the things that we tried was veal brain and oh, when God, i ordered the, those pictures yeah dude yeah. when i when i when i ordered the veal brain it, it, it literally came out like a brain and i was like I oh you, i was like oh my god this is and like you know kudos to carolyn for trying as much as she did but when i tried it i was like this needs a lot of help like this isn't this is like not taking in anything so you're just like there's so much of the the juice that it's in that you had to like keep spooning on top of it oh boy Um, yeah but what was cool what was nice was we got like a corner seat they didn't really bother us the entire time we ordered a lot of food um the one thing that i had to keep getting used to in in paris was their service style which is that they love to eat late they also love to take their time yeah they do and I think I just wasn't in that, like, mental space where it's like, oh, we're just, like, taking our time right now. Um, because I asked for the check, and it'd be, like, 30 minutes later. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck's the check, man? Yeah, right? I'd be like, uh, are we, like, I, I want to go home. Yeah, um, yeah. And then what was crazy was after they gave the check, they're like, oh, so we're going to need you guys out in five minutes because, you know, there's another table after you, and we're trying to be respectful. And I was like, 
that's not an issue. What yeah. also wouldn't have been an issue is if you gave me my check what? five minutes ago. <laughs> so this, I remember this happening or hearing about this in a Spanish class way back in high school, where they taught where they were they had mentioned at least that in some other countries. I, I mean, obviously, I don't remember if it was like Spain or if it was in like South American Spanish. I can't remember which style we learned, but regardless, they were saying how if you were to sit down and, and be you know be served food, a lot of Americans typically are used to you know eating relative not, not like super fast but like you know when you finish eating if you're not getting dessert then it's kind of like all right wrap your stuff up and get out especially if it's not like the very end of the night if it's the, if it's like during the dinner rush you clear out because they got other tables in after you but other countries like it's it's totally normal to just sit down and and just chat with the people that you're there with for a while and no one's really going to like push you out mm-hmm and I remember experiencing that too. It's like, well, you know, I'm fine hanging out here, right? But we kind of had other things that we were gonna do. So let's uh let's just wrap this up ASAP. Exactly. Like I kinda want to just like be in control of my own time. And if I wanna relax, I'll relax. Yeah. Um so you know, that was the first night. Uh next night we like just like, woke up. And we decided that we're just going to wake up, like, whenever we wanted. Uh, we had been jam-packing all of our itineraries so much that it felt like we were just rushing from one thing to the next. Uh, which, in some regards, is nice because you're not there for long. And yeah. you're just trying to get as much as you can in. That's kind of how you and I did uh, Brazil. We At least Rio. We kind of just woke up when we woke up. Yeah. Um, we woke up when we woke up. We kind of had ideas of what we wanted to do. And, like, we just like, what do you want to do today? Let's do this. Great. Let's do that. All right. And then we just, like, sort of, like, fumbled our way around. But, uh, so, you know, the next day, uh, we sort of just, like, walked around a lot. We just took in the city. Uh, we got breakfast at this other place that, you know, we, we found a spot at. Uh, and because it was, um... I think because it was like so late that we were, we were just like, all right, you know what? Why don't we just commit to the Eiffel Tower today? And it was already like mid afternoon, and like we're not really going anywhere, um, so we should be okay. And we, uh, what's it called? What do we do? Yeah, so we we ended up standing in line for the full thing, and the standing in line part was like maybe three hours like outside Jeez. just like just like you know just like moseying on up and that was just one of those things where i think because i hadn't traveled in a while before this trip that i totally forgot that oh if it's something really popular just like buy the tickets beforehand you're gonna you're gonna appreciate having control of your own time because that three hours we could have been doing like whatever we wanted true um what's it called uh but getting to the top was really cool um, just taking a few photos, uh, we didn't, uh, Carolyn didn't know you could go up the thing. So that was also really exciting to share with her. Uh, I'm like jumping around now cause it's been a minute since we've been on that trip. Yeah. Can I ask quick? So you took the elevator up, right? Mm-hmm. Were you able to do the stairs? Uh, yes, but we wanted to take the elevator up. We took the stairs down. Okay. I remember when we were, I, I, 
I don't remember exactly, but I think when we went there, we weren't able to take the elevator up because I think we needed to get the tickets beforehand. But I think they were going to allow us to take the stairs. And I think we decided, I, I can't remember for sure. Lady literally just came down. I wish I asked her. I can't remember if we opted to not take the stairs because it was too expensive or if it was just like the end of the day and they were shutting down soon and we were like, we're not really going to get enough time. I can't remember why we decided to not go up though. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Um, we also got tickets to go to the Louvre. Um, and I thought it was really cool to be able to like, oh, you know what? That's the next day. Um, I'm like, sorry. I'm like jumbling all this stuff up. I'm trying to tell you like random stuff that we've done at this point. Um, we went to the catacombs. The catacombs are really cool. It's a little bit outside the city, but, uh, it's totally worth it. You have to like take like, uh, all these stairs down. I think it's like 200 or so, some stairs, like all the way down. It's like a tight, uh, spiral staircase. Yeah. And next thing you know, like the air is sour. Like it just smells old and you're like, all right, I'm in the right spot. Um, how creepy is it? It's not that creepy. It really isn't because really? it's so well lit uh, that none of it's like mm. none of it's like scary or nothing. It's like really interesting. There's like a ton of bones everywhere, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and you look around, it's like, oh, dude, like this is like mad people's like bones, but you never feel like it's scary in any way. I see. Um, yeah, so that was really cool. That's probably one of the highlights. Uh, we went from there. We slowly walked to the to the Louvre got in line there even though we had the tickets that allow us to get into the museum really quickly because like what we found out there was there's a long ass line to get into the museum and then another long ass line to see the mona lisa so we ended up standing in line to see the mona lisa for about an hour because we figured if we're already here we should probably see the mona lisa right um and like we were just like it felt like we were again we were at the dmv uh shuffling up like uh it was it worth it? I'm not sure. I think it's cool to see it in person, but like I don't know if it's worth it to stand like for like 90 minutes to see this thing. Yeah. Um. But you know, we did it, and then we ended up walking around for a tiny bit. Uh, we got lost because uh I didn't bring I didn't uh find any uh, maps anywhere, which kind of sucks. And that's definitely a museum where you want a, a really big map. Um. But. After that, we went to this place for dinner called the Ellsworth. And what was interesting about that was the not only was the location of it really close to the Louvre, so like it's like five minutes away by walking. So we were able to really enjoy ourselves in the museum. But everyone in the restaurant was like American. Like we had people to the left of us from the Bay Area, some people from New York. Um, everyone was talking in English. And it felt like everyone was, like, all the tables were also talking to each other. Um, at one point, uh, the table next to us from the Bay Area, they go, hey, we're just, you know, wondering where you guys are from. And I go, oh, from New York City. And they go, oh, you know, we, uh, my, my wife and I had a bet that you were from the Bay Area. I was like, oh, well, cool, I guess. <laughs> um, whatever. Uh, but they had, like, a really cool uh, appetizer. It was like... Uh, they had like this like really great fried chicken, uh, which they did really well. Uh, Carolyn got the bone marrow risotto, wow. which was which was like super heavy but amazing. Uh, I forget what I had, but like the food was really good. Um, overall, like Paris was Paris was a lot of fun. Carolyn liked London way more. She's like, oh, oh really? 
I just feel like really connected to the city of London. She really likes the people. She thinks everyone's like pretty, uh, pretty nice. I'd say. Um, yeah. They, everyone had like manners. Like even when people were stressed out because we took the, you know, whenever uh, people would be bumping into each other, it just felt like you know, people are really. Uh, People are just nice. People have manners, and people are. Uh, I I think that's just a long story short. People, you know, are respectful is the word I keep thinking of. Um, I got you. Yeah, I think also going back to Paris for me was really interesting because it certainly didn't feel like the Paris I was. At. I had been in when I was in college. You know, in college everything felt newer, uh, even though it's still a really old city. Uh, everything was super nice and you know this time around having a little bit of money in my pocket it didn't feel like anything was like totally out of reach um but even when i was there i was like oh man this city feels like way older uh and the sidewalks are like mad tiny on these like side alleys uh so i like that but at the same time you know it being like a massive city i still don't know if it's a city for me like there's something about new york that still is exciting anywhere you go um not exciting that's the wrong word but it, it certainly feels like there's more activity uh in more places in new york than there was in paris gotcha. uh, and i think what was great about the way we did paris was we uh we really we just walked everywhere so that was really nice there's like some like dog out there that's barking or something it's like real crazy <laughs> i hear it yeah um but it also sounds like electric in some way. I don't know. The, there goes the neighborhood is all I'm going to say. Um, anyways, but yeah, Paris overall was really nice. Uh, we were blessed with pretty good weather. Um, and I think I, you know, that's, that's pretty much it that I want to talk about for Paris, only because I want to move on to the next part, which I think we can save uh, for the listeners for next week. Okay. Uh, which is the journey home. Got it. Uh, which sort of deserves its its own thing. So I don't really want to spoil it too much. Suffice it to say that you know it'll take a while for me to tell you. It's a journey, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll call it here. Great. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.